Deep Shot Podcast, episode 58, the Roquan Smith episode. Damn good dog right there. Hey, I saw Roquan at, I think it was Hedges one night. It was crazy. It was a wild night. I was like, dude, that's Roquan. Yeah. Mm, Hedges. It was, so it was after he got drafted, right? After he got drafted, I was up there seeing Harrison. I gave him a, you know, go bears and he got like a hell yeah. So it's pretty cool. I basically know Roquan Smith. Like we're boys. We go way back. Okay. Yeah, exactly. As you can tell, or haven't heard yet. Caleb is not here. He's on vacation. Last week of the season, we're doing our last picks, uh, all 16 games. We're going to run through them, and Caleb is just three units down from being the king of the NFL this year and just seems a little scared. Seems a little it, scared. It, it does, he does seem scared. You know, I think I think this is his way. Like, I think there's a little plan. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we said it when we were playing when we were playing Madden. I think it was last night or night before, and he was like, honestly, what, what you could do is just make Caleb go before you and just take off his picks, and boom, no matter what happens, I'm king. I was like, you know what? You're right. And I was going to do that for a couple of these. All right. <laughs> I, I think, I think Caleb just was like, you know what? I think I have the best chance of winning if I just send in the picks, you know, mm-hmm. see what he Jake takes. He wants to be yeah. anonymous. He wants to be anonymous. Hopefully he sends them in during this pod. Probably not, but let's get into it. Let's go and make these picks and anything else we want to touch on when we do after. Um, the last, last week of the season, week 18, we're here. Uh, we ended our last show with a round of applause for football. Uh, let's just start before we get the picks with another one, real quick. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. It's gonna be Fuck sad yeah. as we go. Football, baby. Football. First game on the board: Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs are minus ten. Over under is forty four and a half. From what I'm seeing, Mahomes still playing. Uh, Kelty still playing. Claude Edwards Hilaire did not practice today. Not know if that's you know that big of a deal for Denver. Patrick Sertain's not. Practicing Shelby Harris, uh, not playing. Drew Locke looks like he's limited. Stuff like that. Javante Williams as well. So the Chiefs can still get the one seed. If they win this game and the Titans lose Sunday. This is Saturday. This is Saturday at four fifty in Denver. Every game this week is uh, it's a divisional game. So all these teams have played at least once before. Last time Chiefs played the Broncos, it was Sunday Night Football in Kansas City. Um, a game where Javante Williams had a bunch of yards, but the Broncos did absolutely nothing. Chiefs defense dominated the Broncos, that type of game. I think the Chiefs ten is a lot, especially in Denver in the last game of the season. But I think it coming off the loss they had last week, I think that's going to be enough for me to go with the Chiefs here. Teddy Bridgewater is still not playing. Now Drew Locke, like I said, is questionable. Part of trend questionable. It's it just not looking good for the Broncos on that side. They're depleted. Their season's over. The Chiefs still have a lot to play for. This is a Saturday game, uh, nationally televised, all that type of stuff. I think the Chiefs show up here pretty easily. Um, and I think they'll cover the spread minus 10. The over-under, I'm going to go with under 44.5 because the Broncos are not going to be scoring much. Well, yeah, that's I mean, we see the Chiefs in a situation right here where, you know, they, they have something to play for. You know, a lot of the – a couple of the other playoff teams, they really don't have – anything to play for in terms of seeding. But Kansas City wants that one seed back. You know, they want the first round by and they want home field throughout the playoffs. That is something that is very important in Kansas City right now. So the Texans play after them. I mean, not the Texans. Uh, the Titans play the Texans um, after, you know, the Chiefs will be done. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to take care of business. And I think they're much more than 10 points better than the Broncos. I saw a funny TikTok today about like, you know, it was like how um, Denver Broncos fans after three games, and it's just a bunch of guys, you know, celebrating, going crazy. And it's just now, and they're seven and eight. And it's like, damn, that's pretty yeah, tough. Same, Four and it's eight the same kid. thing like the uh, the Panthers, like the Broncos yeah, and the Panthers, Panthers are both 3 0 to start the season. 
Mm-hmm. No, it is it is crazy, and I don't I don't know. There isn't like you said. They have a lot more people out on their side, and when you're already the inferior opponent, and you got to deal with injuries, and you got to deal with the season's already over. Vac- you know, they do. They're on vacation right after they get done. So all the all the signs point to Kansas City. So you know, uh, Denver will probably cover. You know, that's how how it'll work out. But I'm gonna put my money on KC. And I'm also going to take the over as well. Cowboys Eagles. So this is the only. This is the second Saturday game, eight fifteen. Um, this is the only game this weekend that features two teams that have already clinched into the playoffs. Cowboys are seven. Cowboys are minus seven. Over unders at forty three. This one's pretty weird, just because of what I said a second ago. Like both of these teams are locked in they're going they're going to be playing next week for sure and so there's really no use all these week 18 games are going to be weird but this one's the weirdest because these are two teams that literally already have achieved what they wanted to achieve and now Mm -hmm. just have to get to next week uh with that said michael parsons is out on uh he's on the reserve slash covid this is this is tough i'm i'm gonna go with philly plus seven just because it's in in philadelphia it's a primetime game um i still feel like even with both these teams clinching what they've got, the Eagles are going to be a little more motivated than the Cowboys, even with the Cowboys losing last week. But they're both set up in good situations. It's a rivalry game. I think if Michael Parsons is out and then maybe some other guys follow with that for the Cowboys, it, it just matches up good for the Eagles anyway. So I'm going to go to the Eagles plus seven. I think they're, even if they don't win, I think they can cover a touchdown in a big game like that in Philadelphia. Fans will be rocking last game of the season. Um, and I'll go with the under. This is an interesting one. And this is a really tough one. Yeah, you know, what I said uh, either last pod or the pod before, I went through the Cowboys schedule and who they've beaten and who they've you know, lost to. Um, mm-hmm. You can really say the same for the Eagles. Because if you get through the Eagles wins, they beat all the bad teams and lose to the good ones that they have to play. Uh, so can't really use that strategy. I think I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus seven, try and be a little different here. I do think they're just the better team. I, I don't know. I don't have – I can't put too much trust into uh, Jalen Hurts' t- just yet um he does show some sort of some signs of being good but you know i'll wait i'll wait to be wrong on that one before i switch over um and i'm gonna take the under 43 yeah and this one um i'm trying to see like right now dallas has the four seed they lost to the bucks in the beginning of the season so they can't jump them and right now the rams have the two seed so and i don't really think they would be able to jump them anyway so i really think they're locked in if that four anyway mm-hmm. well All you right. can about say the same for the eagles i mean yeah they could move up but the only difference that would be is uh you know not playing uh not playing the rams and playing tampa so i mean not too much of an upgrade right there Bengals at browns browns minus six over under at 38 now this is uh I'm assuming I'm trying about to look it up right now. I'm assuming the reason the Browns are six point favorites is I'm, I mean, I'm, has, I mean, the Bengals have to have people out. I mean, there's no question. They have to, but the thing is, Baker is also out. But then again, that's really not gonna be a fall off for the Browns. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not. But uh, yeah, the Bengals have. I'm looking at it now. Joe Mixon, Von Bell, Nakeem Davis, Gather, Trey Hendrickson. Um, all not playing. Joe Burrow not playing. Yeah, I'll go with the Browns in minus six. Baker's not playing, but like I said, that that's not much of a fall off from Baker to Case Keenum, uh, as we've seen this year. Uh, Nick Chubb should be playing. I think that'll be a good game for him. 
Um, Brown's got to have some type of pride here, especially for that city, especially probably as most people agree, probably one of the most disappointing seasons in, in the NFL this year is the Cleveland Browns with how much talent they had coming in and how much they just weren't able to achieve the Odell situation, all that type of stuff. So I'll go with him here and the, I'll go with the over 38 just because that's pretty low. And I think that, you know, last week of the season, everybody, all these backups are going to be trying to show something. I think you can get above 38. I'm with you, too, on the over because this is going to be a big incentive week. You know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, score one more touchdown. You get, you know, like the whole A-B situation, you get a nice 300 grand. I mean, why wouldn't you try and go out there and score a tad? But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with you on the Browns minus six. I think this is a prime example of Vegas knowing something and trying to bait us into taking the Bengals when they're literally going to be, you know, fielding their junior varsity team. So, yeah, I'll stick with the Browns. They're going to be majority of their players playing. Yeah, you don't have Baker, but that's not saying too much, especially over the last couple of weeks. Baker has been selling hard. Hard. Did you, did you see the stat that Baker Mayfield has uh, one more touchdown than Jameis Winston this year? Wow. And Jameis hasn't played since, yeah, like Halloween. He's playing terrible. Like, and there's no, it's not, that isn't, you know, overreacting or anything. I mean, he is playing really bad. It's, you know, scary hours in Cleveland. But, yeah, give me give me the Browns. Again, I mean, I bet on the last two weeks, and they beat me both times. So, they got to do it this time in Dover. I think you know, week 18 is such a crapshoot, you know, because you have so many teams that don't just don't have anything to play for. Or you have you know, a bunch of teams, you know, sitting people out. Week 18 is probably the hardest week in the NFL to bet. I mean, it's oh, not yeah. even close. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Packers, Lions. Packers are minus four and a half. Over under is at 44 and a half. This is another. We've been, you know, that's this the theme with week 18. Who's playing, who's not. Um, right now, they haven't said Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, but they already have the one seed locked up. So I'm going to go ahead and be on the safe side that, like, literally nobody for the Packers is going to play. We're going to see Jordan Love. See, here's my here's my thing about the Packers. So, if you think about it, the Packers got that first round by. So, if they don't play this game, it's two weeks off. Mm-hmm. And there's something to be said. It's like, yeah, you get a, you get a week off, like you can stay, but two weeks, I mean, you can you can about see people get rusty at that point. So, I think they at least play the first half. That's going to be that is my theory going into it but very well could be wrong okay and i'm seeing a tweet right now um from lily zeho packers matt lafleur confirms that everyone who is healthy will be starting sunday against the Lions. there we go so there we go so yeah i'll take the i'll take the packers in packers minus four and a half um and i'll take the over 44 and a half it's in detroit i think detroit you know we talked about they're one of the best teams against the spread this year they are let me check the record uh 10 and 6 against the spread it's like top five in the nfl um but four and a half I'll, I'll take the Packers with a good first half dominance uh, to, you know, make sure they're all right before everybody sits down. Jared Goff is still questionable, but I'll take the over after watching uh, the Lions put up 29 last week. And I know the Packers are going to easily put up 30 on, by themselves. So I, I actually love that over. I do too. I'm all over that over, all over that over. Uh, Boyle's going to have him another, you know, premier performance and uh but i don't think it'll be enough obviously um yeah you know, like i said i mean I, I feel like you know they'll play at least the first half you know it may go even to the second half a couple drives um and as long as the game stays close i mean we very well could see them stay uh stay in there so give me give me the pack i think this one might be my favorite pick of the weekend all right bears vikings another nfc north matchup two teams that have nothing to play for justin fields is playing um this game which 
do you know what's been going on with the Justin Fields situation? Did they just not play him the past? Uh, few he was like dealing with some injuries, and then like it was a bit of he could have played, but he wasn't. You know, just some of that. Nothing too big, but I don't know. I don't. I feel like I honestly, I I I feel like the Bears just felt like they'd be better with you know the other guys. Um, this is the game for second place in the NFC North. Um, just, you know, moral victories there. It's in Minnesota, Dalvin is healthy. Justin Jefferson, I'll, I'll take the Vikings here. I'll take the Vikings at minus three and a half. I just think, look, it's been, for the Bears, it's been a season that, you know, most people expected. Nobody thought the Bears were going to be good. Um, there's way too many problems. The defense is stout, but the offense just hasn't figured it out for years. The Vikings, on the other hand, we've talked about it all year. They have just not came away with games they should have. Um, they've they've really struggled, but they they're they're a talented team, and they may break up everything this offseason. But before they do, I think they're going to beat the Bears pretty well here. Uh, minus three and a half. I mean, they've got the whole squad still going. I I would have. You're going to have Cousins. You're going to have Dalvin. You're going to have Justin Jefferson. The Bears are on a two game winning streak, but that's going to end here. I think the Vikings take care of this. Skull up to end the season. Um, and if the Vikings win, they'll finish with a nine and eight season season record against the spread. So give it to me. Um, and give me the under 44 and a half. Uh, I see, see, there's two schools of thoughts, like with the whole, because the Vikings are about to break up a lot of stuff. Like, I think this will be Zimmer's last game. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's, you know, Kirk Cousins as well. I mean, I assume they're going to want to hold on to Dalvin and Justin Jefferson. I mean, I don't really see why you'd want to move on from them. But I mean, I've seen weirder moves, and with a team like the Vikings, I mean, who knows? Who knows what, the, what they're going to wind up doing? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bears. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bears. We've been taking too many of the same picks. I think the Bears could do it. Justin Fields, last game of the season, uh, maybe put together a couple good drives. Uh, you know they got they got some playmakers to go with it. Matt Nagy's last ride with the team. Uh, maybe they rally around him. I mean that's that's how I'm gonna uh, I'm, I'm gonna think of it. That's all. I'm, so yeah, give give me the give me the motherfucking Chicago Bears. And uh, did you take the over or the under? The under. I'll take the over. Take the over 44. <clears throat> okay. Football team Giants. Football team is minus seven. Over under is 38. Um, so I was actually I was just looking at this. Did you see where Joe Judge made a joke about Washington football team players fighting on the sidelines? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and then when he was asked about it, he was like, no, I just made a comment to any outward outward dysfunction. Um, no, I, I mean, it's not like there's a video or any, like, it's not like, what a, what yeah. a, just, just sack up. If you're going to say it, just, sa- just say you're it. You're going to say it, stick to your guns. You know what I mean? And also I want to say this, maybe you should take a look in the mirror if you want to look <laughs> at dysfunction, because I, I think that the giants are more dysfunctional than the football team is by yeah. a long shot. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And for that reason, I'm going football team all day. Minus seven here. Um, I, I think a Ron Rivera team led team is going to be way tougher. It'll have way more to fight for than a Giants team who now it's still up in the air from Glennon. Who knows? Who cares? It, I mean, Glennon's stat line was four for 11 for 24 yards last week. We know Jake Fromm's the week before was just as bad. Um, it doesn't matter in the football team. Ron Rivera is just a 10 times better coach than Joe Judge. I'm fully convinced of it. I think the football team, because in New York, handles business. The Giants have just been struggling, 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 um, especially this last two months of the season. I don't think it's going to change here in the last week. I think people in New York – didn't Joe Judge get like a vote of confidence for next year too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's get insane. Them, get them, get them and with them. 
Get away oh, yeah. prison. That's insane. But uh, yeah, give me the football team minus seven. Um, under thirty-eight because I, I, the Giants don't have a quarterback. I know I said the other one when, who else was thirty-eight? The uh, Bengals Browns was maybe yeah. thirty-eight. If you if you watch the Giants, there's no way you're convinced the Giants can score more than 10 points. There's no, way. no, no. They have just given no votes of confidence for anyone, anyone in the tri-state area up there. I mean, I don't know how you could be a New York Giants fan. It's painful. And that's coming from a Falcons fan. And there has not been many great days. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's bad, you know, and but for that reason, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go WFT. It's going to be the last time. That we see the Washington football team. Hopefully not, man. I really I hope they keep it. it. Well, I saw something today. I know last fight I saw something that said the Groundhogs, and it turns out that's not even a fucking option. So yeah. I'm seeing that uh, it's going to be the Red Tails. Mm. Which isn't that just another like Redskins thing? No, it's a uh, it's for it's actually named after um, some uh, at some Native American fighter pilots like that fought for the United States. So, I mean, like you kind of keep it like sort of Indian-y, but it more paying respect to them. I think it's not a bad name. I think the, like the red tails, that sounds kind of cool. You know what I mean? Washington red tails. That's not bad. Keep the red in there, you know, and red tails. I mean, you can do, you can do. There was a video today. I was watching it earlier of like, uh, them showing the what the jerseys are going to look like and the, but they were just like being real discreet about it and then like they pulled the helmet out in front of ron rivera and he was like and it had it all blurred out but uh it de- definitely did look like there was a logo on there like uh it did no numbers. uh so I'll, yeah like i said i'll go i'll go wft um and i'll take the over no no i'll take the under giants don't score more than like you said over under, under. All, right. all right colts jags so we all know this scenario that's been going around twitter here right that if the colts or just in the sports world you know to say just twitter um first of all colts are minus 15 and a half over under is 44 um if the colts lose this game and the the chargers and raiders get that you know zero zero tie um but why would the colts lose this game well you said it last episode colts haven't won in jacksonville since 2014 the jet did you i saw another st- gosh i can't remember the number but i saw a stat and it was like the the jags are like four and whatever in their last how many games like so, like 30 something games like four and 28 in their last 24 games or 32 games and it was like two and two against the Colts, two and whatever else against everybody else. Hey, they, so, hey the last time they played in Indy, it was a really good game. Yeah, the, uh, they only lost Trevor, by one score. Yeah, Trevor was driving down the field right there at the end. And I was like, oh shit, like it's probably a big day, you know. Mm-hmm. And he gets sacked, fumbles, they get the ball back, boom, game's over. But they kept it close, and mm-hmm. that's all that matters. And that's what I think they'll do here. I've been burned by betting on the Jags. They're four and twelve against the spread this year. But there's 15 and a half. I mean, come on. I mean, give me the Jags. Give me the Jags. The stat that they haven't won there in like seven years. Um, that's enough for me to think that they can at least not lose by 16 points. Solely off that, Trevor Lawrence, go out there, man. Last game of the season. You get to have a whole off season. Do whatever you want. Give it all you got. And and. You know what? I just really want to see the Jags win this game to see what's going to happen on Sunday night. I know it's <laughs> highly unrealistic that the Chargers and Raiders will agree to just not do anything, but it would be really awesome. This it like would be, be really awesome. cool. It It'd would be, be fun. Cool. It'd be like just thought of it. So I'm going to go with the Jags plus 15 and a half here, um, and I'll go with the over. 
I'll go with the over. If, if the Jags are going to keep it close, they're going to have to score points. I think this – I agree with your points on the Jags. I think this is a nice line to give them. I mean, shit, it's almost – you know, almost two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. I mean, that's a lot of damn points. That's a lot of points. So, yeah, give me the Jags. I think Trevor got has, you know, one last ride for us for the season. He's going he's, he's gonna to make up for all his lost bets. So, this is an eight-unit play. Um you're, they were 4-12 and 12 on, during the season, so boom, you're going to get back all of the eight units that you just lost. Boom, you're going to get them back uh, on this week. Uh, not actually. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with I'm gonna stick with it. Jags plus 15.5. They got this one last one in me, and I'm going to go with the under 44. They get, I think it's a lot of runs. Keep the clock going. Yeah. All right. Um, also, if you, you know, if you've bet on the Jags 16 times this year, you've probably got a problem. Just saying. Um, <laughs> Steelers, Ravens, uh, Ravens are minus five and a half over unders at 41 and a half. So I said earlier about the Cowboys Eagles, these are two teams. Those are two teams that are, um, already in the playoffs. These are two teams still fighting for the playoffs. Um, one of the few games we have, um, pretty unrealistic chances, unless a lot of things go their way for both these teams to make the playoffs. But it is, you know, you're telling me there's a chance mean, um, with that said, you know, we still I mean, I don't think Lamar's going to play. Tyler Huntley, that's fine. Uh, but the Ravens just, they've lost five straight games and five and a half a lot. Here's what I'll say about this game. I think the Ravens will win because this, because it seems like the Ravens and Steelers split every series, like every season. Like they don't, yeah. no one, no one gets the upper hand. Um, but I think the Steelers cover. I'm going to, I'm going to take the Steelers plus five and a half. I think the defense, TJ Watt is an absolute monster. Um, he had what three, four sacks on Monday night in their game. Yeah, I mean, just, he's crazy. He is crazy. Definitely a top ten player in the league, and I think, but I, I do think the Ravens are going to be able to pull this out. There's, I don't. If the Ravens win nine games, or like the you know, the last six games and lost all six of them, that would be really brutal. Like that, I just don't see that happening. And also, I've been saying it, Mike Tomlin eight eight and one in incoming. It's happening. I'm going to go with it. I think the Steelers covered a plus five and a half field goal type game. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And I'm going to go with the under 41 and a half. I think the under is also a huge hit. I think this is going to be really close um, in terms of the spread, but I see the Ravens by six. That's what, that's what my computers are telling me. That's what the spreadsheets tell me. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to give me, give me the Ravens minus five and a half. You know, I think, you know, in Baltimore, not too much to play for between these two teams. I think they're basically eliminated, not, yeah, completely, but it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. Um, and I'll take the under, under 41 and a half. Um, Texans or Titans at the Texans. Titans are minus 10, over-unders at 43. Games in Houston, obviously, Tennessee wins. They are the number one seed, which is just insane to Cra- say. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it is so weird. Like, Tennessee just been under the radar, has looked pretty bad at points this year, and is good. And it's about to get – they activated Derrick Henry today. Yep. So he's back. I don't think – I would highly doubt they'd play him this game. I doubt it. There's no way. Um, no. Well, actually, here's a – let me read this real quick. Hey, maybe they want to get him loose, you know, get some hits on him before, before the big ones. Okay, yeah. No, that, not looking like it. Yeah, like I thought. Um, with that said, I'll go with the Titans. I was going to try to go to the Texans there, but they burned me last week, and it still hurts a little bit. Um, Titans are a pretty good team against the spread this year, 10-6. Everything's in front of them. Uh, Caleb said something about 
Vrabel being one of the best in one of those underdog situations. Um, you know, need to, I, I think they're going to be well. I think they're going to be ready to go. I, I think they're going to outmatch Houston here. Um, which also just to touch on Houston real quick, like everyone keeps saying, like that coach that they have, he's just going to be gone after this year. Like, is that just was he just supposed to be the interim for one year? Like, is that just the deal? Because it seems like. Uh- it seems like a pretty one-sided deal, uh, I'd say, for the Texans. Um, but I don't know. I haven't heard you know too strongly one way or another. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Texans are a dumpster fire, and firing a coach after their first season is textbook dumpster fire. Like, why wouldn't they just do that? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll go with the Titans um, minus 10. Minus 10 in the over 43. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Titans as well. Um, this is exactly like the uh, Chiefs game. They just have a lot to play for, and I think the Chiefs will have just, um, you know, Chiefs would have just won. So then they're sitting there, and it's like, okay, Titans, like y'all got to win, you know, hold them off, win this, get this one seed, and they're gonna they're gonna take the you know take the you know, opportunity by the nuts, and they're gonna get it done. I think ten points is, um, yeah, not terrible, you know. I think that's right around where it'll be, but two scores, yeah. Uh, I'll, give me, give me the, you know, give give it to me, give me the Titans. Uh, for the over-under, um, I don't know. This one's tough because I don't think the Texans are going to score much um, just based on their talent. I mean, I know the Titans have a you know iffy defense at times, but I'll do the under. I'll take the under 43. Uh, here we go. Saints-Falcons. Last ride. One last the ride. last ride of the season in the bins. Coming off our first win in the bins two weeks ago, so we're really on a hot streak. Um, Saints are minus four and a half over unders at 40. I mean, you know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Aints. The Aints need this to get it. The Aints need this to keep their playoff chances alive. Well, guess what? Your playoff chances are going to die in Atlanta. They're going to die. the hands of Matthew Ryan. Yeah. Now, there is this stat here. Um, The Saints sack total the last four weeks, 17. Falcons the entire season. Guess that number. Uh... I think it's 15. 16. 16. Hmm. Remember that picture I sent you guys yesterday with like all the graphs of yeah. pass rush? That was. Um, I mean, dude, last time we had a good pass rusher, Dwight Freeney. I mean, think yeah. about that. It's hard to even imagine to remember that he was on that Super Bowl team, you know? Yeah, he seems it's like okay. way older. Yeah. yeah. Dwight Freeney, the last good pass rusher. Um, Miss John Abraham. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go Falcons plus four and a half. Um, the good thing about that sack, the good thing about that pass rush is Taysom Hill can't throw. So I'm not worried about it. They may try to run with him. And the Falcons are going to have a bad taste in their mouth after losing to Taysom Hill twice last year. They didn't play him in the game earlier this season. I'm pretty sure it was Simeon that played. Um, but we're going to get him. And we're going to close it out in the bins. Plus four and a half. I may be totally wrong. I probably am. Give me the Falcons. You're not. The over 40. You're not wrong, Garrison. Don't doubt yourself like that, okay? Because the Falcons are going to win this game. Fuck the spread. This is the Falcons' money line play right here, okay? Mm, hey, no question about it. We closed out the you know good first season for Arthur Smith. Uh, Kyle Pitts, he breaks the, the um, rookie tight end record. It's going to be a party in the A, okay? We're going to end the Saints season. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, so, yeah. Give, give me the Falcons. Hey, look, dude, this is going to be a team that I miss, okay? Because it's been bad. But there's just something about them. There's something about this squad that is so damn frustrating to watch. But, yeah, I kind of fuck with them. 
Yeah, everybody outside of like Deion Jones. Yeah, like I really do not like Deion Jones right now. But I like this. I, I think that this is this first year is going to be something to look back on because every single free agent signing that this regime has made has been good. Um, their draft picks have been good. Um, you know, Jalen Mayfield, eh, but whatever. I'll take it. And I'm excited to see what we do this offseason. I'm excited to see what we do all season this draft. I think it's going to be good. I really I think the whole uh, this whole new regime is going to be a great thing. And I think it's another good example right here. Falcons money line over 40. What do you think uh, Cordell's contract will be? I bet I'll, I bet uh, he's going to get two years. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably somebody will be able to get him two years. Because, he. I mean, he's not a young – he's not a young guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like he, 29, 30. Yeah, yeah, he still has some, you know, he has some miles on his legs. So, I mean, I don't, maybe one team's able to get him three years. I don't know, somewhere around, you know, six, seven million dollars a year. Did you see the uh, picture of him wearing the hoodie that said Atlanta, Georgia changed my life? I did. But apparently that was just put in his locker. Like he said, he had no idea where that came from and it was just in his locker. But I still love seeing him wear it because that's the same hoodie that Trey was wearing in the postseason last year. Remember that? Yes, I do. I now you said that. Yes. All right. Um, Jets Bills. Bills are minus sixteen. Over unders at forty one. This is a pretty big spread, but <sighs> Buffalo can wrap up the AFC East here, and I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to do it pretty handingly. Um, the Jets, you know, they played good against the Bucks last week in the dumpster fire game that that was, but I do not think. Um, I mean, the Bills defense is number one in the league. I think they're going to give Zach Wilson a lot of trouble when they played earlier this season. The Bills beat them 45-17, so they covered that spread. Um, I think they'll do it again easily here at home. Give me the Bills and uh, give me the over. The Bills might hit that by themselves. It's at 41. I'm liking the Jets in this one. I mean, I may be a little biased because I am the head coach of the New York Jets. Um, <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's going to be a nice – I think it's going to be a little show-up game for Zach. And the Jets looked all right last week. I mean, I think that was a little bit more about the Jets actually looking solid and being able to um, compete than uh, looking bad. And honestly, if we want to be honest, look at Chelsea Namir, the Bills played kind of bad last week against the Falcons. And they did. You know, Josh Allen, three picks. Uh, They fumbled a punt. Those aren't things that we typically see that the Bills do. So they're going to, I mean, it's going to be kind of a, you know, bounce back game for them and as well. So I don't know. It's it's. I think the Bills win. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not calling the Jets dub, but 16 points a little bit too much. Uh, not take the under 41. All right, uh, Rams or 49ers at the Rams. The Rams are minus four and a half. Over unders at 44 and a half. Um, so the Rams can clinch the NFC West here in this game if they win. Um, I think with a loss. I guess if the Cardinals win, that's probably because they both beat each other once. Yeah, neither team has a Z by their name. So this is, uh, I guess if they lose, they, yeah, okay, scary game then. Scary game for the Rams, and I don't feel good about it for the Rams. I said they were going to win the NFC West, um, so I'm going to have to pick against the Cardinals when we get to that, but I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Um, the Kyle Shanahan's won his last five against Sean McVay. When they played earlier this year, the 49ers just pummeled the Rams 34, 31 to 10. Um, 49ers still got to still got to win to make the playoffs. I think they will in LA. Um, Stafford, you know that game against Baltimore. Honestly, they probably shouldn't have won, but they pulled away with it. Um, 
if Stafford throws one or two picks in this game, they're not going to win. I, I'll say that now. If he throws, if he throws two, they're definitely not going to win. If he throws one, they're probably not going to win. Um, because I think the 49ers are going to play very efficient football. Kyle Shanahan knows how to play the Rams. He's beat them five straight times, like I said. Um, I'm going to pick the 49ers here, um, and I'm going to go with the over 44 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think this is a, I think this is going to be a get right game before the playoffs for them. A nice little, um, yeah. They 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 want this too. I mean, that's a yeah. If you're not going to be the one, you might as well be the two, right? I mean, shit. So they they want that home field for the you know for the wild card round and for the divisional. They got a lot to play for. Um, and I think at the end of the day, they're better. Like you said, they, uh, uh, Shanahan's beaten McVay the last five times. I'm not really going to drink into that Kool Aid. I think this is the best team that uh, McVay has had. And there was also some other you know outside factors that you know played into the last time that they played. Um, at ABJ in, he wasn't playing then. He's been really good. Four and a half. I think they're more than four and a half points better than the Niners. I mean, I, I genuinely think that. So I think they should be able to do it, um, especially on their home turf for the last game of the season. And give me the over 44 points. Points. All right. Pats at Dolphins. Pats are minus six and a half. Over under is 40. Um, I said it. I looked it up. I remember we did a pod and I was talking about how the uh, Patriots like never win in Miami. That was true. I think they'd only won like once or twice in the last like 10 years. Out there, um, Miami is eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, that stat doesn't lie. Miami beat these guys in week one um, before they went on their seven-game losing streak. You know, obviously different teams back then. But I think the Dolphins can cover six and a half here. I'm going to give it to them. Um, the Pat, there's something about Miami that's obviously given um, Bill Belichick fits. I think it'll keep going. Um, I think they, they'll probably still win the game. But I think Miami plus six and a half, I like that. I like that a lot, actually, especially with their defense, the way they've been playing. Mike Jones may struggle a little bit. Um, Patriots are already in the playoffs. Is that correct? Is that correct? Yes, they're already in the playoffs, too, so they don't need to strain too much. Um, So I'm going to go with the Dolphins here, and I'm going to go with the under 40. I'm going to go with the Pats. Uh, I think, you know, one game before the next week, you know, the big big time. You know, they got the playoffs. They're going to need to get ready. I think it's going to be a big game to see um, out of Mac Jones, you know, how he's playing, you know, with – with the playoffs looming, you know, you can't look past this one. Um, and the Dolphins, like, did I – yeah, the Dolphins did beat the the um, the Patriots, but wasn't that week one? Yeah. So, and it is a lot has happened since then. <laughs> I, I don't think two is able to do shit. Um, and I think the Pats – I think the Pats won by ten. I think ten or more. Um, and I don't think that the Dolphins are going to score very much against this Patriots defense – so I'll take the under. All right, Seahawks at Cardinals. Cardinals are minus six and a half. Over/under is at forty-eight. First of all, over, over, over. Second, I said it two games ago. I'm gonna have to ride with the Seahawks here because of my NFC West Rams win. I'm picking the 49ers. You know, I start mumbling, jumbling my words, start you know going against, start getting nervous a little bit because I just don't know how to feel. Um, the Cardinals did have a big win last week against the. Cowboys, they beat the Seahawks earlier this year in Seattle. Um, but this is another one last ride. You know, we've been talking about it. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. Um, as I'm looking at this thing, one of the uh, video topics is, are the Giants a good fit for Russell Wilson? Uh, there's no way that Russ goes in New York. Yeah, that just doesn't seem like it. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go with, if Russell, if this is last game, 
for Russell Wilson and Seattle, even if they don't win, they can cover six and a half. They can keep it close. DK Metcalf had had three receiving touchdowns last week. I think they'll keep him going. They'll get him going into the offense. Um, I like Seattle here. I do. I've been on Seattle so much this year, and they've bit me, but they they got me back last week with their huge win over the Lions. Um, So I'm going to run with them here, plus six and a half, and give me the over. I think the over, that over – I love that over. I love it so much that I might put my dick in it. Oh, okay. I, I also love the over, uh, but I'm going to fade you on the pick. Uh, the Cardinals won me back last week beating the Cowboys. They won me back. Um, they can do it. Kyler's going to be able to get it moving. D-Hot's going to get it moving right before the playoffs get started. Six and a half, I don't think that's enough. I think they win by seven. And I also, I really do like this over a lot, especially after seeing the Seahawks game last week and how their defense couldn't really stop Tim Boyle. So um, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Kyler either. So they give me the over 48. Um, all right. P- Bucks, Panthers. Bucks are minus eight. Over unders at 41 and a half. Um, <coughs> I'm looking at the injury uh, list right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown, uh, posi- number 81, wide re- position wide receiver, injury, non injury related personal. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Um, Tom Brady, everybody's still going to play from what I'm seeing. Um, that's probably another, you know, first half type of situation. Um, but I think I just, dude, the, the Panthers are so bad. Like, they're so bad that I just, I can't find myself in any situation, especially in Tampa Bay, last game of the season. I mean, Sam Darnold's stats this year, and he obviously, he obviously has not played the whole season. But these are Sam Darnold's stats. 214 for 364, 2,308 yards, seven touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Mm, that's bad. Dude, come on. I never would have thought that Sam Darnold would be this bad. You know, coming out of college, I didn't I mean, I don't know if he was going to be a world beater or anything, but dude, like, stinking it up this bad is just nothing I would expect. Yeah, and everybody tried to give him the, you know, it's the Jets. It's the Jets' yeah. fault. Oh, dude, after the 3 no start, I mean, Sam Darnold was back. Sam yeah. Darnold that there's no question about it mm-hmm. um yeah i give me the bucks minus eight panthers are uh, the panthers have probably been ever since they beat the cardinals i feel like they've been like the worst team in football like if one of if not the worst team in football like, they just they don't compete like they look so bad doesn't matter who's playing quarterback i'm, I'm not gonna take them in a in in this game i'm not i don't care who sits out for the bucks i know brady's gonna at least play that first half and even if he doesn't, I like Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask to beat the Panthers by eight still. So give me the pan- give me the Bucks minus eight, and give me the under 41 and a half. I'm going to bet on this game preparing for Brady to play. Um, and I'd much rather bet on the GOAT than bet on the Panthers, and that's about as far as I need to go. Um, you, why, why bet on a terrible team when you're playing the best player of all time? Bucks minus eight all day, uh, under 41. All right, and Sunday night. Chargers Raiders again. If the Jags beat the Colts, this game will be Could null be and void. At a tie. Yeah, this game will be null and void. And uh, I don't even know how that works when you bet on the spread. Do you know how that works? If you bet on a spread and it's a tie, if you bet on if mm, is well, the underdog win? Well, if you bet on a spread and it's a tie, then the Raiders would win because they're plus three. Okay. All right. That's what I was just wondering. All right. There is uh, a special place you can go to just bet on a tie. And I may just, you know, throw, you know, throw a couple bones on it just Probably in case. Some, 
it, you, you got to get it in before the Colts game because after the what if the Colts lose and then just the tie odds go to like minus two hundred? Yeah, that now that'd be wild. Um, Court, the, uh, the whole game. The Chargers are minus three here, over under at forty nine and a half. Um, in Vegas, last game of the season, last game of the regular season. Um, Darren Waller still questionable. Josh Jacobs is questionable. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers in the over. I think this is a shootout type of game. I really do. I think both teams are going to be fighting for their life, especially when the Colts win. Um, you know, but winner gets in. That's how it's going to be. And I like the Raiders. I like what they've been doing. You know, they could have died out a long time ago. And I'm pretty sure a few weeks ago I said the Raiders have lost too much. It's over, like everything. And then they just kept fighting back, and I fell in love with Derek Carr and how he's really good at the Matt Ryan stat of just coming back in games when he needs to. Um, he can put his team in field goal range and positions to win, which is basically what he's done the last three weeks. Um, but with that said, I think the Chargers are more talented. I think Herbert is going to have a huge game. They're, you know, L.A. and Las Vegas, they're not that far apart. Um, when these guys played earlier in the year, the – Chargers won 28-14 on Monday Night Football. Um, they dominated that game pretty well. I think they'll do it again. The Chargers are pretty healthy. They only have two guys on the injury list. I, I like the Chargers, and I love the over. I think this is going to be a insane game. I think it'll come down to the wire, but I think at the end of the day, the Chargers are going to pull this out. Unless the Colts lose. Then it's just, you fuck this game. Because they should both just tie and give everybody what they want to see. Well, I think so too. I mean, why, at that point, why wouldn't they want to do that? There really isn't, you know, just to because that guarantees them a spot. And it's like, okay, man, I mean, we could do this. We're both in there. And it's like, well, why would we play and risk the chance of losing? I mean, you can say, like, dude, let's just go out there, let's fuck around, let's tie this game, and let's both go. We can both run off in the sunset. I am going to go with the Chargers as well. Uh, they beat them by two scores last time. Uh, up and down the roster, I just think they're better. I think they're more serious, um, but a, a more serious threat. But that, you know, like I said, this this is kind of, this is the crapshoot of all crapshoots. I mean, I very well for the listeners out there, I very well may change my pick. I'm just throwing that out there. It this just be, be on the out on the lookout for my pick before the game gets started. It'll be out there, and that'll be what to take. Uh, but I, for right now, I'm going to go with the Chargers and the over as well. All right, that is week 18, last week of the regular season in the NFL. We're definitely still going to be picking uh, the playoff games next week, so we're not done. The um, new season, once the new season gets started. It is. It's a new season. Um, with all that said, um, just one, the one thing, uh, my dad sent me this text last night, and he asked you know, if we could discuss it on the pod, so I'll just bring this topic up real quick. Um, how this was his question? How is the transfer portal going to affect the college game in regards to scheme complexity and development across the board? If you're too deep, is made up of transfers. Are coaches going to have to dumb down the schemes and packages they run because players won't have time to develop in a single system and learn to play fast under more complicated defenses or offenses? What are your thoughts as a former quarterback? Um, well, I think after an entire year, um, it, they won't have to dumb, dumb it down. I mean, I can maybe see – because, I mean, dude, you go through all the spring practices, the summer practices, um, all leading up. I mean, by week one, I mean, you've been doing that stuff for about close to three months. 
Um, it's been really all you've been doing. So I don't think you're going to have to dumb it down. I think the scheme stays about the same. I can almost get on board with the whole thoughts of not being able to develop under the same scheme. Like, for example, we talk about Caleb Williams wanting to transfer from Oklahoma. If he was, let's just assume, because I know there has been a couple, a little bit of rumors, not a ton, about him maybe coming to Athens. That mm-hmm. is a completely different scheme. So, yeah. yeah, basically, you can look at that year in Oklahoma kind of as a wash. Be like, well, that was nice. You were able to do that. You're not going to do any of that anymore. And it's not going to be read option and five wide every single play. So, I can, I can, I can see that. But I also don't think that players are going to want to transfer to a team that runs a scheme that they, like, would not be able to shine at. Um, like, you, you see these quick receivers. I mean, they're wanting to transfer. Why wouldn't you go to Alabama? You know, mm-hmm. or you got a really good pro style quarterback. Why wouldn't you want to go to a team like Georgia or a good running back? We'd go to, you know, schools like this or, you know, teams that are excellent at what you do. If you're a dual threat, you probably want to go to US, UC, uh, USC right now and play for Link. Um, and I think there's a lot of things to consider. I don't think it'll change it on the field as much. Um, yeah, because I think the you know, school's going to put out who the best is. You know, I don't care if it's a, Five star that came comes in there and can't run the you know can't run the offense. It's a bad decision to transfer there in the first place, and I don't think the school's gonna you know feel like oh it's a five star we got to play him. Yeah, good point. Just wanted to get some. I feel like um, yeah, I feel like I agree with you. Like especially that last point. Like they're gonna eventually, even if they would you know if they're filled with transfers and you know guys they didn't recruit and guys that they did they didn't initially put into their like thoughts when they were building the offense and stuff like that and the guys just kind of like came in at the end of the day like you said they're they're going to put out who's going to be the best player on the field like mm-hmm. they're going to put out the 11 best guys in each position um you know the, whatever the scheme is at the end of the day the players have to fit the scheme the players have to fit the scheme no matter if they they they've been there since day one or they just showed up um from another school they're going they have to adapt to it if they want to play it's not you know, the coaches can't just start dumbing things down. So I agree. All right. Just want to talk about that real quick. All right. Episode 58, the Roquan Smith episode. Um, let's see who finishes at the King of the NFL. We'll get Kayla's picks out. They'll be posted uh, on Sunday. And um, good luck, guys. But yeah, it'll, it'll be me. Spoiler alert. Um, I have no fear. I have a, I built myself up a lead. This is going to be a big week, too, because I definitely want to finish over 30 units. I, I definitely want to do that. I've been aiming for 35. I'll settle for 30, I guess. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, that's a pretty good season. Uh, Garrison, next time we pod, we'll be national champions. I would, so I was, that's another thing is obviously we do podcasts on Monday nights. It's probably, you know, going to be pretty difficult to do with the hype of that night um, and depending on what everybody's doing. Um, but there will definitely be some type of reaction from myself or something on Tuesday morning um, for whatever happens. But we will be. We will be national champions. Um, but I am ready to get hurt again. I just would like to point that out. I, I, I don't know if hurt. I can take it. I don't know if I'll be able to take it, but whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Did you also uh, – did you see where Stetson said the thing like um, – he's like, a uh, five-star gets every chance to fail before – uh, a walk-on gets a chance to succeed. He said that in like one of his interviews this week. And that's, I feel like it's a true statement. I'm not, you know, I'm going to say that's wrong. Like obviously the five stars 
you know, get what they deserve because they're so highly recruited and stuff like that. But if he's like, and I'm not saying he is, but if he's trying to throw some shade, like JT Daniels got every chance to succeed, like before he failed, like, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't, JT Daniels didn't fail at anything. Yeah. I think everybody was pretty satisfied with what he did. That's, I'm not saying that's what he said. I'm not saying, you know, that's not that type of guy. You know, but he also does – he's pretty much the whole last month and a half has just been getting asked questions about how do you feel about this, how do you feel about that, like do you feel like people are doubting you, you feel like people are – I just want to throw it out there. Don't – you know, whatever happens with JT Daniels in this situation and however the season ends, and I'm not going to go on the – you know, unless Stetson throws three picks against Alabama, I'm not going to go on this road and say, oh, we would have won it with JT because that's at that point, like, you're just, you, you're just beating a dead horse. Um, but – just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I doubt he's actually making you know some shade at him because it is kind of wrong. Because Stet, this will be your third time. Yeah, this will be your third time you suit up against Bama, and you didn't do too hot the first two times. So uh, you have actually had chances and failed. <laughs> so, but we hope you don't do this time. Well, we hope I you really throw hope you don't. Hey, dude, I really hope you win. I hope we win, man. I hope we. <laughs> That, there's that feeling that we had when the Braves won it. Yeah, it I want so that so nice. bad. I want it. It's like a drug. I'm just, I need it. I yeah, need it. I need it. All right, episode 58.